Hi everyone and welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We're going to discuss the drinking episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. So what we're going to do now is we're going to break down the episode so that you can help people who have been hurt by this topic. I am here with Pastor Joel. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Who is just taking a drink of coffee when I introduced him. And we're chomping at the bit like Seriously, we're chomping at the bit to commentate on the episode that we just did. So um, we introduced the topic and you gave the background, PJ. Is there anything to mention in that? The, honestly, the big thing I'd want to hammer down to people who are the, the leaders, right? We're, talk, like, we're talking to the, the leaders now. The big thing I'd want to hammer down is... There is so, like, the interesting fact that there's so much information in the Bible about this, but we still don't have the right answer. And honestly, one of the things that I love about this, us filming this, and this was hard for me, because I have such a strong bias. Like, we're not not talking about alcoholism in this episode. Right. Like, that's the important thing to realize. And we were always in the episode kind of butting up against... You know, alcoholism. I, and kept, it's I like, use the word overconsumption a lot. It's like, that's, yeah, that's the route I kept going. Right. Towards. And yeah. so it's like, we're not saying that being an alcoholic is okay. Right. It's just about the topic of drinking. So it was kind of difficult for me in the episode was to argue the case for why someone is ensuring that people don't drink. So, so can you give us kind of like a synopsis of your perspective on that that limitation side so now we can talk yeah so go ahead that actually was easy for me okay that side i feel it because of my upbringing and because of the some of the studying i've done and and uh you know even just the education i've been given the experience in church i have i always can gravitate towards whether i live this way or not i can gravitate towards arguing for the limitation side pretty easily I can argue for the really strict, you shouldn't be doing this, legalistic, fundamental side. So for me, it's, and it's very much um, this perspective of a Christian doesn't drink, swear, or smoke. A Christian wears nice clothes, Crit- carries their Bible. Squeaky, squeaky yeah, clean. Squeaky clean. Yep. And and uh, so for me, it's this, it's very easy to gravitate towards, you know what? I know how I'll make the Bible make more sense. I'll add to it this caveat. Instead of just trying to help people, you know, because I don't know how many drinks it's going to take for you to get drunk versus me versus the 125 pound woman. It takes, yeah, you're right. That's a lot of, I'm gathering a lot of information. That's a lot of work. Why not just say, you know what? Just don't drink. That's the answer. It's the easy button, right? Easy button. <laughs> we just won't drink. And and you know what? That'll work. It works for me. I don't drink, so it'll work for everybody else and I'll make sure. You know, and it ends up over time it's like, wait, this has become like a law that we put on each other now. So I although I don't necessarily like being on the other end of that, I can very much argue for the limitation side. Yeah, and for people that are struggling, 
you know, that, um, I mean, what people who struggle with alcoholism, right? That, yeah, it is beneficial for them to not drink. Right. And I mean, and I could use that in my arguments. I could go on the website, go on the internet and find all the detriments that people, how many people died of a drunk driving accident this year. Right. And use that as my, see, like there isn't a benefit to drinking. You should just not drink. And so for our perspective, when we see, when we see people on that side, they, you know, they're struggling uh, with alcoholism. That is when, you know, kind of how we handle that issue is that we will ask them directly, are you okay? with people drinking around you. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Because that's how we handle it in our church. Where Absolutely. It's, it's like, does this person actually struggle with alcohol? It, so instead of projecting that people have an issue, we're going to say, do does anyone have an issue with this? Because yeah. all of us will stop drinking around that person. Right. As a, Because we, yep. y- we don't want to be a stumbling block to them. Right. But we don't want, but here's the thing is that we don't want to project that they have an issue. So we'll do, we'll do parties, right? Yeah. Like we're, we will constantly be having parties like after church on Sunday, you know, on, on the weekends, there's parties, there's people that, that drink. And that's something that I've asked you before, you know, is yep. this person, is this member going to be okay with drinking? Okay. So then. So what we did is we definitely pre- presented that limitation perspective. We we went down that road, you know, we argued it, which is difficult because we have I, I mean I do. I'll speak for myself. I have a bias. And um you you know, I asked you what's the actual issue here. So then what you did is you kind of gave some defense strategies. Right. So what are we trying to do? Like with these defense strategies here. We're trying to protect the people who are being abused through judgment and projection. So one of the things that that we know to be true is if somebody comes after me and is judging or projecting or bullying me, if I don't handle that in a certain way, it's actually very detrimental to myself. And it also can be enabling to the person judging me as well. And most of the time, it is, if it's not addressed, it's... it's it's a double whammy because I get hurt and the other person is is being enabled. So the defense strategy a lot of times is taking their statement, whatever this judgment is, and either flipping it back on them. Are you saying, like the clarifying question, like, nice. are you saying that, you know, with Pastor Tater, are you saying that all usage usages of wine in the bible was grape grape juice and get the person to say yes or no and and usually they'll either duck the question or back off and which is the point we're trying to defend at this point we're trying to limit the damage we're not necessarily Mm -hmm. trying to create more in this moment we're trying to help the person who's being abused stop being abused and these are also great opportunities to like if i can if I have enough of my thought process during this to be able to take their statement and apply it to a different area, that's another good defense strategy as well. And I did that with the whole, the grape juice thing too, where it's like, wait a minute. Well, what about the verses? 
that talk about drunkenness. If it's always talking about grape juice, that doesn't apply. So it exposes a contradiction there. But, but ultimately what we're trying to do is get, we're trying to help the people who are being abused be able to defend themselves to, to get the person who's bullying them to back off. Awesome. And that is, you know, we do want to help, you know, because we're kind of helping Music of Life Church help people who've been hurt. We want you to help other people defend themselves. Right. We don't want, you know, our people to be in a place of, well, just just ignore them. Just, you know, pretend like it didn't happen. We do want you to defend yourself, you know, defend your thought process in this situation in a way that is healthy. Absolutely. We we are trying to help people who have been hurt by church and and we know firsthand we know from experience our, in our own lives and we know firsthand from the help we've given other people, the first step is becoming aware and recognizing the fact that we've been damaged or abused, ignoring it and pretending it didn't happen and just as a one step trying to move past it is not healthy. Right. So what, what <laughs> I'm curious about this, what would you consider pastor tater's perspective is he coming from limitation in this in in this topic he's coming from limitation okay and i've heard i've heard the grape juice argument before yeah and i've heard people you know do word studies and and you go come up with grape juice yeah because you go deep enough and Mm. it does when it talks about wine some of the root words that it that it gets at in those original languages are talking about fruit and the vine Mm. So it's really easy to take that and and use it to rationalize and justify my perspective. So yeah, this was this was Pastor Tater definitely on the limitation side. Awesome. Okay. So then we went to the freedom perspective. Right. And so um what was the what was the freedom perspective? When you when you know, when we're seeing people or, you know, PJ, what is the, I, I'll ask you this, you know, what's the, what is the freedom perspective? Well, this is the, there's no limitation at all. Okay. So what we're doing with the limitation side is there's too many limitations. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we, we can't drink and, and there's, you know, you can't drink alcohol at all, period. And there's, and there's really no freedom there. And right. And what we're trying to do with people who have been hurt by the limitation people is we want to try to help you instill into them the perspective of if anyone is coming from a limitation perspective, there is a contradiction. Right, right. We always want to help you guys get this pathway in your brain of, oh, if they're limitation, there's a contradiction. So relax. And that was the going back to the defense strategy. Right. It's a, that's what Pastor Joel is doing. He's exposing a contradiction. If someone's coming at you, all limitation, never do this, never do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. There is a contradiction present. And that's usually exposed through like the, well, what about this situation? Right? Exactly. And then when it, when you get no answer back, it's like, okay, well you, you just did a good job exposing the contradiction. Exactly. With the freedom side, it's just, don't tell me what to do. Um, 
oh, that that's it, like period. And in the context of drinking, it would be, I can drink whatever I want, however much I want. It's up to me. And I'm not going to be guided by any limitation. It's just, it's based off of feeling. And that's why we go towards the unconscious confrontation right. as the solution. Right. So can you commentate a little bit about that? Like, why am I going to go, if I go direct at these people, like with the limitation people and expose a contradiction, you know, why are those people going to shut down? Like, why does that not work versus the freedom people and an unconscious confrontation works? Right. So, well, that's, I'm going to back up a little bit here too, because, yeah. because now that we brought in animal thought process and human thought process and all this, the limitation side we could see is human thought process, someone consciously trying, trying to, um, convince you of their perspective logically through logic. I'll make my case. I'll make these points, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And, and what we do is expose the contradiction through our defense strategy with the freedom side. These people are in an animal thought process being, being led by their unconscious brain, being led by feelings. So they want to feel good. They don't want you to put anything on the, like if you put a limitation on them, it's going to cause them to feel bad but if they're on this side, we can't go direct at them because the part of their brain that's guiding them is is their unconscious brain that does not respond to direct teaching or direct confrontation. And in fact, when these people are in an animal thought process, they're one event away from going into destructive thought process nice. and triggering and doing something catastrophic, doing something that could completely ruin their lives and if i go directly at a person and directly confront them when they're in that thought process i could have to answer for the the fact that they they went off if they went off if they triggered if they had this massive destructive moment i could have a share in that i could be the cause of them actually having this really bad moment if they get pissed off at me and start beating the crap out of me i might not be able to blame anyone but myself oh that's good awesome so then we kind of broke it down and we had these two perspectives and and i was talking about how i don't see i didn't see a lot of answers it was very abstract so I asked you, you know, what you see going on in the church, and you said, it's about the why. Yeah, once you know, right, that it's about the why. <laughs> and so what? what is the, it, and you, you actually brought it up earlier in the episode. It's like what we see is really, um, when these people are arguing their case, it's really the same thing, right? You have yeah. these people with a flawed perspective, both using the scriptures to support their opposite perspectives. So where where it all comes to common ground is really what what the reason behind the drinking is. And that's when when I brought through these three different groups of people in in what their method of and their reasoning behind drinking is. What that is is really exposing the self-esteem and 
people in a low self-esteem are looking to just feel good and to remove pain in their life, to avoid tension and, and really are looking to just feel good in, in any way. It doesn't matter how nice. And so we see people who are, you know, the people who are drinking for that purpose again, for the reason why is low self-esteem. The mid self-esteem is the people who are drinking. They have a good reason behind it. They like the taste. They're kind of sewer. It tastes good with steak. There's nothing wrong with that. And we totally understand that perspective. But the best case and what we're always trying to guide people towards. So this is where, you know, and this this is going to help us with the conjunctive too. This nice. high self-esteem is always going to really tip you, tip you off on what the conjunctive answer is going to be. Nice. Because what these high self-esteem people are doing are they're drinking for the benefit of someone else. And that's really the conjunctive answer. But one of the things that we saw in, in, in the discussion of the conjunctive answer for this topic is I can drink for reasons that aren't for the benefit of someone else and it not be wrong. Nice. But we're trying to hold ourselves to a higher standard than not wrong. And we're trying to help people in Music Life Church take direction from God, hear from God, and, and everything they're doing, love. Yeah. So that's why the conjunctive answer may seem like, well, crap, I'm never going to be able to drink then except for maybe once or twice a year. What about <laughs> when I just want to have a beer after mowing the lawn? What would my answer be to that? That sounds like a good reason to have a beer. You have a specific reason. It's about the taste. It's about the specific refreshment. It's not this because I'm trying to avoid something. I'm trying to distract myself. I'm trying to relieve myself of this pain that I don't want to deal with. It's There's a good reason behind it. I'm not saying it's the best reason. I'm not saying it's love. Oh, that's good. What I am saying is what we're trying to guide people in is what is the answer that will always be right? So we're not saying, right. So you can have a reason to drink a beer, have a cocktail, whatever, but it doesn't make that always right. Because if I mow the lawn and if I'm doing yard work with someone who's an alcoholic and I want to be refreshed, afterwards and i have a beer and they can't handle it that wouldn't always be right that's a great yeah that's a great way to say that absolutely so it always comes down to that conjunctive and one of the things i just want to hammer to everyone is with people who are hurt with these issues take a step back and find out why they're having the issue why this person is struggling with it who was the person that, you know, caused abuse in their life? Were they coming from the freedom or were they coming from the limitation perspective? You know, why is also, it's about the issue where someone's self-esteem is. Why is about understanding the person? And our church is absolutely focusing on the why, whether it be the why, the doctrine behind why we're doing it or the principle or the conjunctive. 
but why is that person having that issue? And why are they struggling with it? It's the same. It is about the why. It really is. And like so much so that we we have actual experience with this topic with people in our church who have overcome their issues with alcohol. And one of the things I've found fascinating is that when we handle this the right way and we when we focus on the why, even the people who have the most extreme quote-unquote alcoholic tendencies slash history, when you get down to the why behind those issues, you know what I end up hearing? Somebody's story that sounds a lot like mine. Somebody who was using alcohol as a way to avoid pain. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, well... That was like my entire life before I stepped before I became a believer. That was my entire plan plan for happiness was me right. avoiding tension. Right. I didn't have a chemical dependency as a result, but the things I did do were for the same reason. But it's just not labeled as you're an alcoholic, you're a sinner. It was, you know, me doing other things. You know, maybe it maybe it was me playing too many video games, or maybe it was trying to find the woman of my dreams, or maybe it was finding a job that pays me a bunch of money. All those things that are culturally deemed as okay. They don't have the stigma of that guy has an alcohol problem. But the reason behind me doing the things I was doing, and these people who have quote-unquote alcohol issues, was the same reason. And that's where we find out we're people. And we can actually help it. It's not about the alcohol. It's about the why behind it. Yeah, buddy. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, Music of Life Church. If you have any questions, have any comments, want to talk about another topic, if you have any ideas, um, reach out. Let us know. And uh, thank you, Pastor Joel. Thank you. This has been so much fun. And uh, we will see you guys soon. Bye-bye.